Chapter 84, and this is the big one. Yes, it is time once again for that crazy weekend that seems to happen every year. Now, it always doesn't coincide, but we got WrestleMania coming up this weekend with all the other events surrounding that. Plus, it's the Final Four, so we got that going on. Baseball started. It's the end of the NHL, and NBA seasons are coming to the end. The regular season, I should say. So, so much is going on. There's so much to talk about. Um... And even with that, too, there's, you know, the Frozen Fours coming up. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, you know, the NBA, uh, NFL drafts not too long, uh, and not too long, a few weeks. I believe Easter's coming up, Passover's coming up. So much things are happening. Spring is upon us. It is time to dive in. Uh, the madness is culminating to the mania. It is time to get into all of the goodness. So let's start off first. As we typically do, not always, but we'll, you know, don't like to switch it up too much. But let's start off with the movies. Yes, I did go see Captain Marvel. I did kind of mention this briefly in the last episode, um, which I focused more on basketball. March Madness, which, by the way, my bracket is busted. Yep, no big surprise there. Um, I did get one Final Four team, I think, right? Virginia? trying to remember which one I did on this podcast because I ended up doing a bunch more outside of the podcast but I'm pretty sure all I had right was Virginia which I have them losing to had them losing to Kentucky I believe who are already out of it <laughs> but we'll talk about the final four in a bit uh so I did see Captain Marvel um and it's been about almost a month now since that came out I guess so you know, kind of talked it out with some people, kind of hashed it out. What was my thoughts initially versus what they are now? And I don't think they've changed all that much. Uh, my issues with this movie weren't so much anything wrong with the movie. It was more just like, I don't need another one of these. You know, and um, I know obviously Captain Marvel is going to play a big part in Endgame. But it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, we've had 20-whatever movies, and are leading to this huge story that's going to culminate, most likely, in Endgame, and you're just now introducing like the characters that's going to play the pivotal role in it? It's like, I don't know that that's necessarily needed, but I guess it it does make sense on the one end, because it's like, well, if she was there the whole time, none of this would have happened. But that's kind of the Superman mentality with uh, Justice League. Um, but regardless, I get it. You know, she was away doing whatever. Now she's back because of what happened. But I don't need... I didn't really necessarily want or need, like, another, like, origin story. And it was just kind of like, oh, here's another one. And it's different with, like, Black Panther or, you know, even Spider-Man to a lesser degree. But, like, those characters were introduced within other movies. Um, Civil War. 
So it's like by the time you then got to Black Panther, it was like, well, okay, we'll already know a good portion of this character, so they can kind of just go into it. And it's like, I don't have to learn a whole bunch of stuff and do all this. But you're also weren't in the middle of in- Infinity War Endgame, you know, end the Endgame thing. So it's kind of like, you know, all I want to know, I don't, I just want to see the culmination of Endgame. And it's, you know, I guess with Ant-Man last summer, it was a little bit different because, you know, Ant-Man was a sequel, so it was a sequel to Ant-Man. Yes, they did mention the Infinity War thing to, in, its, in as much as they did with Captain Marvel, but um, separately from that, it was, you know, Ant-Man was still, it was last July. He was still well a ways away from the Endgame. Whereas with this, it's like, okay, you have a month to go. It's like with Black Panther, it was like, okay, you're a couple months out from Infinity War. And everyone was hyped for Infinity War, but that was the beginning of the story. So now we already had that part of the story. So now we want to find the end. And now we got to wait, you know, a few couple more. It was only a few more weeks. I actually just bought my ticket today for opening night. Um, um, but, you know, having to then kind of sit through Captain Marvel, which was a fine movie. It wasn't great. I would put it... If I had to rank it in, like, my Lift to Marvel movies or something, I'd probably put it, like, oh, I don't know, maybe, like, the first Captain America, that level, maybe. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not not totally sure, but regardless of it, any of that, um, it's a fine movie. It's making tons of money. It's crossed over a billion dollars worldwide, I believe. Um, I'm not sure how much, how much of that's from the United States, but um, I don't think it did like super great in the United States but like not bad obviously I think it still made like 100 300 over 300 million dollars I think but like um it did over a billion um worldwide uh I didn't see anything else at least not that I can remember I have a couple movies stacked up that I still want to watch that I haven't watched I still haven't watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse yes that's just sitting in front of me being ready to watch um so hopefully I watch that soon uh, but coming out this weekend, big weekend, and as I record this, it is uh, um, April 4th, so actually they'll be hitting the theaters tonight, uh, um, or today, last night, whatever, whatever however they want to do it. Thursday night, um, Pet Cemetery, the remake of the Stephen, Stephen King classic, well, the classic book, but the remake of the previous incarnation of Pet Cemetery. Not to be confused with the sequel, Pet Cemetery 2, which was a bit weird. Um, but this one's following more along lines of the the original and the book. And uh, it looks really good. i, I got to be honest. Um, I'm going back and forth because I kind of want to go see a movie on this weekend. But do I go see Pet Cemetery? Because I do really want to see it. Or do I go see Shazam? Because I'm hearing good things about Shazam too, which is surprising. You hear good things about a DC movie, as opposed to oh, a DC movie's coming out. Yeah, well, all right, I guess we'll go see it. I mean, although Aquaman was good and Wonder Woman was good, it's just been those collaborative ones that haven't been so great, or at least people didn't think it was great. All right, Suicide Squad was pretty terrible. Justice League, I did not enjoy. Uh, Batman versus Spider Man. I mean, yeah. Batman vs. Spider-Man. Yeah. Batman vs. Spider-Man would be good, but Batman vs. Superman, I should say. Uh, actually liked. A lot of people didn't. Um, I'm going to steal. I enjoyed, but um, whatever. Point is, Shazam's coming out, which 
Haven't just talked about Captain Marvel is a bit weird. I've been over this. Captain Marvel. Originally Shazam was Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, and then his he said Shazam to turn into Captain Marvel, but then lawsuits and fights and DC versus uh, Marvel stuff happened, and eventually DC caved and changed the name to Shazam. Uh, but Shazam's coming out. Um, it's a bit. I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not 100% that familiar with the story in and of itself in terms of this, the um, comic books or whatever. I just know the basic story. It's Billy Bats. He's this kid. Then he gets summoned to then take on this power where he says Shazam. He becomes a superhero. Um, it kind of looks a little more comedic than anything DC has done so far. Um, so that's a step in a different direction. I don't necessarily know if it's the right direction. I haven't seen the movie yet. But people seem to have enjoyed it so far uh, in terms of the reviews and whatnot. Um, but judge for yourself, obviously. Uh, but definitely, I want to check it out. So I will be going to see that at some point, I think. So I just bought this thing. And, you know, this leads into the next thing. Uh, I did I did spot this thing. Um, for those of you who live in the Boston area or surrounding area or whatever... Uh, Showcase Cinemas has this new thing where you can buy three tickets um, for $17 or $20, depending on what what package you pick. If you like to go see stuff in 3D and IMAX and whatever else, um, you can get the $20 one. If you just regular 2D, fine with you, which for me it is. I The 3D stuff just doesn't do it for me. IMAX is fine, but there's no nothing that close to me where I live to enough to go a far farther away to see a movie can I just go down the street to the movie theater closest to me um $17 you get three tickets a month now you, the thing is you have to sign up for at least three months so it's like basically so whatever the math is on that it's um you know over the course of three months so you can only use three a month but you have to pay for three months not at the not at the start, but eventually you have to sign up and it has you have to stay on for three months. So it ends up being seventeen dollars times three, so it's fifty one dollars for six tickets. So a regular ticket for like a matinee is like eleven something. And I bought my Avengers ticket, which again just went on sale and apparently caused some problems a lot and sold out a lot of places, but whatever. Still available in my my uh, movie uh, movie theater. Just have to get there early. It wasn't see see that's the one of the things that a lot of people oh I like assigned seats. It's like okay, well then do you want to you know make sure you're online at the right perfect time and buy tickets and waste your time doing that, or you'd rather get there a little bit earlier and get a good seat. Because what if you decide, oh, well, maybe I'd want to go to a movie at this time as opposed to this time or whatever. Well, too bad. All the good seats are gone. You know, so it, it's a little annoying. But regardless of that, so just the regular ticket for the 2D is like 15 bucks for like the for the opening air or fourteen fifty or whatever it is. Even a matinee is like 11 something. So it's like, okay, well, based on just going to Avengers, um, I was already almost paying the $17 for this. And if I'm going to go see Kazam and, and Pet Cemetery, anyways, there you go. Done. 
in May, I'm sure there's going to be three movies that come out in May that I'll go want to go see. Done. In June, same deal. Uh, will I continue it after that? I don't know. But at least for now, I was like, well, there's three movies right there, so might as well go check them out. But Avengers did they have another little trailer thing. I actually didn't even watch it. I'm kind of done with that. I'm like, whatever. Just I just want to see the movie. I don't need to see all this stuff anymore. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I know. I know what's going on. I don't need you don't need to sell me anymore. I'm I'm good. I don't need to see anything else. Same thing happened with a Game of Thrones uh, Game of Thrones last trailer. Felt bad because like, apparently my cousin helped with the um, audio, so I felt bad not watching it. But I was like, yeah, I'll watch it at some other point. But I don't you know I don't need to know. Don't ruin it for me. I just can go. I'm just gonna watch it. Don't need to see a trailer. Um, um, the trailer for the Joker did drop though. Speaking of trailers, and again speaking of something that my cousin apparently worked on. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Joker. Nothing to do with the trailer. The trailer is fine. But uh, just in general, the general idea of this movie. Um, you know, the whole thing behind the Joker is kind of like you don't... He's, he's so... It's ambiguous as to how he became the Joker. Or what his backstory is. Or why is he the way he is. You know, obviously Tim Burton his version of Batman kind of gave you this one idea of it but in the comic books there's been so many different versions and so many different ideas and a lot of them have just been lies and made up like for instance in the dark knight the uh, heath ledger version um he tells a bunch of different stories of how he had his scars and it's like yeah okay he's just making stuff up and there's no backstory behind him he has no name no one knows where he came from he's just kind of this weird dude and yes there's been stories where they've kind of had the background of the Joker, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then even in those, it's kind of like, oh, this could be completely made up. You know, it's 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 a bit, you know, out there and a bit mysterious. Whereas this trailer, and I don't know how the movie is, this could just be misleading you completely, this trailer, in terms of, like, what the idea behind the character is. Um, seems to give him more, more kind of a backstory. And that's the problem with a movie like this, where there's no antagonist. Um, I mean, there's no antagonist outside of the antagonist that you know f- from the other movies. You know what I mean? It's like, there's Joker. Is he the good guy? Is he the bad guy? He's the bad guy in every other time I've seen him. Why would he be the good guy? But then it's like, well, who's the good guy then who's the bad guy like what's the conflict outside of just like oh he gets picked on so he turned bad like i don't know if that that really does it i don't know i don't know but i don't know that's just this is the first trailer who knows i can't judge the movie i mean it was similar with venom i was like well he's venom but he's kind of like a good guy but venom was sort of a bad guy we fought spider-man but there's no spider-man but there's other things it's like wait what and that was kind of the issue with Venom. Venom was a fine movie and everything. I, I enjoyed it enough. But it was just kind of like... Yeah, it doesn't really work... Like, totally... Without Spider-Man. I mean, I... You can kind of put it beside you. But it's like... At the same time, it's like... Eh, I don't know. And they moved him to San Francisco. At least so that it would be like... Okay. Whereas this movie... This, this movie is Joker movie. Appears to take place in Gotham. He definitely is near Arkham at one point. So clearly now could that be a flash forward flashback, you know, has kind of nothing to necessarily do with the actual movie itself. Potentially, potentially. Um, 
trailers don't always tell you the the story. Um, you know, outside of like, oh, here's the characters. Um, but I don't know. All right, we'll find out. I don't know, but that's not till October, so let's move on. Uh, that's really all I got for movies. Uh, TV, Walking Dead uh, ended its season on a lackluster finale. The finale is garbage. The the episode before the finale was a lot more interesting. They did some twists and turns. I don't know if it's re- it was really enough to for me to care so much, to be quite honest. But at least like at least they're trying. At least they did something new, something different. I mean, you know, I don't want to ruin it, but people might die. I mean, yes, it is Walking Dead, so you have to kill people. Um, you know, the thing is, too, it's like, well, you keep on adding new characters and new characters every year. It's like, well, eventually you have to kill off people. And I know they, Rick and even the trash lady and, and Maggie kind of just like went away, uh, halfway through the season or not even halfway through the season. Uh, they explained to Rick and the trash lady, but like, um, as far as Maggie's concerned, she just, dis- she just left. They haven't explained that at all. It's still kind of bothering me. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, we could kill her off, but what if she wants to come back? Now, Rick, they have the whole setup with movies. I'm guessing the trash lady's involved. Unless I miss something and they explained why she's not there. I think she just, I feel like she just left. But regardless, I feel like there could be more involved with that. Um, Rick definitely doing the movies. Uh, But we'll find out whenever the hell that happens. Um... But as far as Maggie, it's just like, okay, she's just gone. Whether she ends up being in those movies too or something, I don't know. But um, whatever. So then they bring in a bunch of new characters. And then they bring in more new characters. But then they kill a bunch of people. And it's like, okay. And some of them are new characters. And it's like, alright, well, what was the point of that? It's like, great, here's a new character. Oh, he's dead. It just seems weird to me. But anyways, um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much more I can do with that that show. It's the ratings are in the garbage. Um, they got renewed for another season, yes, but uh, will that be it? Could be. I mean, Fear the Walking Dead's still happening too, which I haven't watched in like three years, so I don't know. But um, Arrested Development also came back, unbeknownst to me, apparently like a month ago. All of a sudden, I was like flipping around Netflix, and I was like. And I hadn't actually, honestly, I hadn't been on Netflix in a while, and all of a sudden I was like, Arrested Development. I'm like, oh, I haven't watched that show in a while. New episodes. I was like, wait, new episodes? So the second half of the fifth season uh, dropped um, a few weeks ago. Um, it was fine. I kind of had, <laughs> I kind of started watching it being like, wait, what? Ha- what's going on? Because it was like halfway through the season. Um, and I was like, I don't, what happened in the first half of the season? Because that was like a year ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, now I sort of remember. Um, it was fine, I don't know, I mean, it's it's just, uh, no nonsense, I mean, you know, it's it's not a very, it's just throw it on and watch a bunch of episodes type of thing, it's, it's, it's fine. I think I watched them all in an afternoon, there's only eight episodes or half an hour each, so you can bang it out pretty quickly. Um, I don't, it kind of let, left it at a pretty good ending. So I don't know if they're going to do more. Uh, I really have no idea. We'll see, I guess. Um, they could always could. I'm not, just not sure what their deals were. And if they have more more to go or if that's it. Um, honestly, I didn't know if they were going to go past the one season that they came back and did initially. But they, they did. 
we'll see if there's any more down the down the line. But for now, I haven't read anything to say there is or isn't. So who knows? That's kind of one of the things about that show. You never know if it's going to get canceled or brought back or whatever. Um, I also watched Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Um, it's pretty good. Um, it's a dark horse comic. It's about as bunch of kids that were born all born like by mysterious means on the same day um and all adopted by this one guy and then they all have powers and whatever and blah 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 but now they're all grown up and stuff's happening and it's pretty good um it kind of reminded me a lot of king's kingsman uh the uh, uh the movies kingsman which might also be from the same comic book company i'm not even sure um but it very, very stylized kind of in that same sort of like not ultra violent as kingsman and like more, more of a pg-13 version of that i would say like definitely not as violent and are raunchy uh but like just the stylized fights and stuff and how the music kind of blends in with the fights and stuff it kind of reminded me a lot of that it's pretty good i you know it's 10 episodes they're hour long um, again, doesn't take too long to watch those. Um, so yeah, check those out. Uh, that's really all I've been watching. I mean, outside of the normal shows that I'm always watching, Flash, Arrow, um, which are winding down into their seasons, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, he just came back. Um, it's just good, whatever, TV, you know? It's fun. Uh, Gotham, I think, only has three more episodes left, but it's on a hiatus for now. Um, Orville's been really good. I don't know if that's on tonight or not. Well, whatever. It's been good. I think there's only a couple episodes left in that season, too. Um, nothing really else to talk about other than, of course, there's not really much to talk about. I've already alluded to it a bit. Game of Thrones comes back. Um, is that a week from Sunday? Is that right? A week from Sunday, I believe is the 14th. Am I wrong on that? Do I have the wrong Sunday? Um, well, let me double check. But, uh, I mean, again, haven't watched... Oh, Cloak and Dagger's back on tonight. So there you go, Cloak and Dagger's back on tonight. Um, I guess no world. But whatever. Cloak and Dagger, uh, second season starts tonight. That could be good. Uh, oh, also, Tacoma FD, uh, Tacoma Fire Department, which I think debuted last week, I guess. Um, it is the guys from Super Troopers. So, Farvra and um, uh, the other dude. Farvra and... Why am I blinking on his name? He's the kind of the, the tiny dude are, are um, in this show. I'm not as those characters, but basically those characters. And they're in a police. De- uh, they're in a fire department instead of police department. But that's basically it. And they have some other guys with them. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically that show. Uh, it's fine. The first episode was okay. It had some laughs. That, you know, I mean, obviously it wasn't over as, uh, you know, it wasn't R-rated like, um, like uh, you know, Super Troopers or anything like that. It's on True TV if you want to check it out. It's fine. Nothing like over, you know, nothing super crazy, but, um, it's fine. Um, huh. Yes, Game of Thrones, there we go. 
Uh, yeah, the fourteenth. Okay, that's what I thought. I wasn't. I was like, is that right? Um. Yeah, I wonder. Hold on. So I know, like, there's only six episodes, I believe, right? Six episodes. So they're all going to be long. No, this is only scheduled to be an hour. Huh. All right. I don't know. I thought they were all going to be like super long, but maybe not. Um. But yeah, definitely looking forward to that. And that's all I really got for television. So I guess let's move on to the sports portion of the show. Kind of flying through this a little bit. Um, well, we're going to have a lot to talk about with the wrestling portion. So let's just move along. Uh, so MLB started opening. Had Well, their opening day was really like three weeks ago or whatever. Because they had the Japan games. I guess it was two weeks ago. So they're... But the actual, like, opening day, opening day was last week. Uh, Red Sox have not looked great so far. The pitching's been very, um, not great. At least there wasn't against Seattle. A's, it's been a little better. But then the offense disappeared. But last night they finally uh, came back and won a game. So they're 2-5 and five now, I guess. I uh, got another game with the A's coming up in about 20 minutes, I believe. Oh, yeah. Day game. Uh, then they go to Arizona, and then finally they'll be home on Tuesday for opening day. Um, should be interesting. Obviously, they're going to get their rings. I don't think they've gotten their rings yet, as far as I know. Uh, they'll raise the banner. They'll probably bring out the Patriots, because they won a Super Bowl. Um Potentially someone named Rob Gronkowski could be there, which leads me to my next point of topic, which could lead to more topics uh, going on. Um, Rob Gronkowski announced about um, a little over a week ago he was retiring. He decided to hang up, didn't want to do it anymore, couldn't take the, you know, the, the grinds of another football season. And, you know, honestly, I mean... He's got. He won. He's coming off a Super Bowl win. Had a you know huge catch to that led to you know a touchdown and and you know, kind of sealed the game. Um, well, not seal the game, but like put the Patriots up ahead for good. And you know, yeah, you know, I don't. Know. You know, uh, he's obviously had not exactly the most um, healthy career, as it were. Um, I mean, even before he joined the Patriots, when he was in college, he had the back problems. So, obviously, he's had the back problems and the knee problems and the elbow problems and whatever other problems. Uh, I'm sure he's had concussions. I mean, let's not let's not kid ourselves here. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I, I get it. Um, you know, a lot of people are just saying he was kind of fed up with his contract situation and kind of how the Patriots dealt with him. Well, that's true or not, I don't know. Um, obviously he was still under contract, so it wasn't like he could just go to another team. Not that he would want to necessarily go into another team, I don't know. Uh, kind of leads the Patriots in a crummy situation because there's no real good tight ends out there now. Uh, and even those couple guys that could have gone after it, but probably didn't, given, given that they still had Gronkowski. And now he's gone, now there's a lot of whatever... Um, what that means for next year, I don't know, but obviously losing Gronkowski, um, is a huge blow for the Patriots, but, 
they're a talented team, and they've they won without him a couple years ago. So we'll just have to see what happens. But um, yeah, so what's next for Rob Minkowski? Well, clearly he's going to be doing some movies and stuff like that. I don't think there's any doubt that that's in his future. Uh, you know, what exactly that means in terms of like what kind of movies or whatever. Who knows? Why he he and his family don't have a reality TV show already on the air is surprising, um, but um, I don't know if that's an NFL thing. I mean, I know back in the day, um, Ocho Cinco and Tio had that show. I think Tio was already retired by that point, and Ocho Cinco was definitely still playing. Um, but I don't know if they were like, no, nah, you can't do that. We got the Hard Knocks thing. You can't really. That's kind of. I don't. I don't. I don't know what the rules are. There might not be any. Um, but the fact that they don't already have one, maybe that was a Patriots thing. Could have been a Patriots thing. Could be Patriots like, nah, Kronk, you can't do that, buddy. We're not going to let it, I'm not going to let it slide. But now that he's retired, I can't see them not having a reality TV show. Not that I would watch it or have any desire to see reality TV shows or whatever, but why it doesn't exist already, um, it's surprising and that would be one of the first things I'd imagine would happen. Um, but as far as what he does in terms of movies, what he do action movies, I could see him doing like kid movies and, and probably voiceover stuff and whatever. I mean, will he jump back in the WWE ring again? I don't know, but we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been some other free agent signings and stuff. Nothing, like, major. People are just kind of gearing up for the draft at this point. Uh, who goes where, if people are going to make any trades or whatever. I don't know. But um, Patriots, obviously, in, in are in the market for a tight end. And certainly a quarterback, too. I mean, so as much as we love Tom Brady, you know, he's getting up there. And we don't have a backup. So, kind of need, need another quarterback at some point. Um so yeah, uh, that's about it for NFL. Uh, hockey and basketball are winding down, as I mentioned. Their seasons are coming to an end. We're going to be gearing up for the playoffs pretty soon. Um, still some battles. Go- battles? What did I say? Like, there's still some battles going on. There's still some battles going on for uh, the last playoff spots and obviously seating and stuff like that. Um, Celtics are pretty much... Con- Pretty much locked in to play the Pacers either at the four or the five. Kind of a big deal, you know, get the home court advantage. Um, Celtics beat the Pacers last Saturday, or last Friday, I should say, to uh, um, jump up ahead of them. But then they lost to the Nets and fell back down. Uh, But then they beat the Heat twice, but the Pacers have just been winning too, so... Uh, they're tied right now. They play tomorrow night. That's going to be huge. And there's a couple other games. So hopefully if they can win tomorrow night, they'll lock in that uh, that spot um, for the home court and hopefully not falter in the last couple games of the season and blow it again. Um, but uh, as far as the Bruins concerned, they locked themselves right into the two seed. Uh, Brad Marchand got 100 points. First Bruin to have 100 points since Joe Thornton in 2003. So that's pretty cool. Uh, they'll have the home. They'll have the home ice advantage. I guess. I think it's Toronto. I don't think anyone else. Well, I don't. No, Montreal can't catch them. So yeah, it's definitely Toronto. I don't think Montreal can catch them. 
I'd assume Montreal couldn't catch them. Yeah. But anyways, um, so yeah, Toronto again. We faced them first round last year. Went to seven games. Had the home court, home ice advantage, I should say. Um, and then, of course, the winner went on to face Tampa, and that's probably what's going to happen again this year. Although Tampa, I feel like it's a lot better this year than they were last year. I don't necessarily know if the Bruins are better this year than they were last year. But, I don't know. But they played Tampa very well this year. But I thought they did last year too, so. And then they came out and destroyed them in game one and then fell apart. So, I don't know, but uh, playoffs coming up should be good. Probably get to some games, hopefully. Um, And yeah. Yeah. That's... uh, that's about all I really have to say about that. Um, I know the team's kind of battling um, for those last spots are Columbus, Montreal, um, and the Islanders and Islanders and Capitals are still battling out for that top spot in the in the Metro Division. Um, my computer being so slow. Um, yeah, so Columbus. Carolina, Pittsburgh, Montreal, they're still battling for three spots. There's four teams battling for three spots right now, so one of those teams is going to be missing the playoffs, but uh, the other three will make it. But, of course, whoever's the last of those three will have to end up playing Tampa, so good luck to them. Um, And then in the West, everything's decided except for Arizona and Colorado are battling up for the last spot. Um, I guess... There's still some debate for the central division title, some seating issues and whatever. You know, nothing nothing too major in terms of who's going to make it, just in terms of who's going to have home ice, when, where, uh, what rounds and whatever. Um, and who plays who, too, obviously. But as far as Bruins are locked in at Toronto, I think that's pretty much the only thing that's really locked in right now. Uh, maybe that's... A, yeah, maybe the Sharks and Knights might be locked in against each other. Yeah, I think the, that that might be the only other thing. Um, as far as the NBA is concerned, the West is locked up in terms of the teams. That that's no, there's been no. Uh, that's been kind of a foregone for a cup for um, probably like a week now. Just a matter of seating. So Golden State, you know. As it has the lead right now, but Denver's not too far behind. Rockets technically could catch them, but they're only a game they're only half a game up against Trailblazers, then the Clippers, Thunder, Spurs, they're all kind of mixed together. Jazz are in there. Um now the interesting thing for me, for the Celtics in terms of the Western Conference, is whether what's gonna happen with the with the Grizzlies. Now right now the Celtics have the Kings pick, which they're kind of locked where they are. I don't. I don't, th- I don't know if they can really move in terms of how they're going to finish. Um, I suppose some of the East teams could kind of jump ahead of them, which would be good. Um, but not. It's close. Um, obviously, the Celtics would get the Clippers pick, which so they would like them maybe to drop down a little bit lower too. But it's only going to be a different of difference of like a a pick or two. Um, but the interesting one that that is really kind of um, the big deal, is the Grizzlies. Now, if the Grizzlies fall to the 8th spot, 
or no, I guess if they go past the eight spot, that pick becomes the Celtics. Uh, right now, let's see, they are. Sorry, my dogs are. Bar- Why are they outside? I didn't let them outside. Um, let's see, the Knicks are the lowest, then, then the Suns, then the Cavs, then the Hawks. Then the Mavs. Then the Grizzlies? Wow, they kind of fell apart, huh? Because they were close. Oh, no, I missed the Bulls. Sorry. (laughs) Let's try that again. Uh, So we got the Heat. No, the Knicks. Suns. Cavs, Bulls. Hawks. Knicks, Suns, Cavs, Bulls. Hawks. Then the Mavs are tied with the Grizzlies, who are half a game behind the Pelicans and the Wizards. So that's nine spots right there. So if they somehow finish up the top of those all those teams I just mentioned, and there's no funny business in the lottery... Celtics will get that pick too, so they will have four first-round picks because they have their own as well, which I don't necessarily know that the Celtics need four first-round picks at this point, given what their roster looks like. I mean, obviously those would be kind of more trade pieces to use than anything else, but trade for what? You know, you can't really trade, you can't really use those to trade to Anthony Davis because you can't trade for Anthony Davis until after July 1st because of the Kyrie situation um so it's it's kind of it's going to be a weird situation especially if they have four and they already have three as it is so if they end up having four i just don't know what they'll be able to do with all of that you know how it all how it ends up all playing out but before we get to all that there's the playoffs to be concerned with and you know the celtics have been very inconsistent um this year and, and it's very unfortunate because they should be should be a lot better in, in my mind, and you know a lot of people are saying, well, they can just turn it on during the playoffs, and you know that that may be true, that could be true. We'll have to see what happens. I just don't know if it will be true. Um, you know, b- them taking on the the Pacers is not going to be an easy task in the first round, especially if they don't end up with home court advantage. If we end up with home court advantage, I'm pretty okay with it. But then they'll just have to go probably to Philadelphia, and then what? Or sorry, not even Philadelphia. Milwaukee, Jesus, they'll have to go to Milwaukee, most likely, um, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, they, they can't catch Philadelphia at this point, and they probably have to play Milwaukee, and they haven't really done great against Milwaukee this year, they've been okay, but with Giannis, although he's banged up, so who knows what that is, but is he bang, really banged up, or is he just kind of resting at the end of the season, I don't know how serious it is, and then, you know, I think Toronto, Philadelphia, whatever, um, and then of course move on to the West, Golden State, or Houston, or Denver, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. The answer is I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the playoffs are coming up pretty soon. Looking forward to that. Should be a lot of stuff going on. Uh, lots to play out. Um, but then let's move on to the final four. So, you know, my bracket didn't do super. 
Um, let me see if I can find it. I'm trying to figure out which one I actually did. I mean, none of my brackets have done any, any good. Um, <laughs> I, I think I don't have any teams winning that are still left. Um, unless maybe one of them I had Virginia. I don't even think so. But anyways, looking at the one I did for the One Man Renegade podcast, just the only team I had in the Final Four was Virginia. I had five of the... No, I had four... No, I had five of the Elite Eight. It's not terrible. Um, I had, let's see... 13 to 16... It's not bad. I don't know. Um, but regardless, let's talk about the Final Four itself. Um, start anew. I'll make some new predictions for the Final Four. So we got Auburn and Virginia going on. Uh, early game, six six oh nine. Uh, these games are on CBS. Six oh nine on Saturday. Um, Auburn's look really good, you know. I, and I had them going a couple rounds, a couple upsets because I thought, you know, I saw them in the SEC championship. Thought that they look really good, playing really good right now. I thought the same thing about Oregon when they won the Pac-10. Um, or Pac-12, sorry. They moved on a couple rounds, and you know, ultimately a little bit farther than I thought they were going to go. But ultimately, they lost in the Elite Eight or whatever they ended up in. They lost in the Elite Eight, or maybe it was Pac Sweet Sixteen, whatever, whatever it was. Um, so, do I have them upsetting Virginia? You know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say Auburn beats Virginia. Um, so that's the first game. These games are all taking place in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, and then the second game, which will start at approximately uh, nine, ooh, sorry, 8.49, which probably will be closer to 9, my guess, um, is Texas Tech taking on Michigan State. Texas Tech was an interesting three-seed, I thought, but, you know, obviously they proved themselves. Uh, Michigan State is a two you know, that, that wasn't, like, super league surprising to me. I mean, I just had Duke winning, so, you know, the fact that, um, you know, they didn't. <laughs> Someone had to, you know, I guess and Michigan State was as good as any other team. They were the two seed. Uh, so, I, uh, Texas Tech versus Michigan State. Eh, I'm going to go Michigan State on that one. Tom Izzo, he's pretty, you know, he's a pretty good coach, I guess. You know, he's taking this team. This Michigan State team to a lot of Final Fours. Um, the only one, I can only think of them winning one time though. Even though they've been to a lot of Final Fours and has a lot of different seeding, uh, so that will bring us to uh, Auburn versus Michigan State, which will take place Monday um, again on CBS, nine o'clock, probably like nine o five or something ish. I don't know. An exact start time, but nine o'clock is the scheduled start time. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's Auburn, Michigan State, you know, do I keep running with? I don't know. Auburn, they've been good. Charles Barkley is proud of his Auburn team. I know they should have probably lost their first round game to Mississippi State. I believe is who they played originally, right? They should have lost that game, but uh, outside of that. They have actually been playing... New Mexico State, I'm sorry. Outside of that, they've actually been playing really well. Do I go against Larry Izzo? You know what? 
Yeah, I'm going to say Auburn. So there you go, Final Four coming up this weekend, Saturday, uh, and then Monday, Finals. Um, but then also, on the hockey side of things, we have the NCAA Frozen Four. And yes, this one's I'm a little bit more in, intrigued by, a little bit more involved with, a little more, I have a little more, uh, you know, what's the, a little more money in the game. There you go. Uh, not not really. I don't really have any money in this game. Uh, but, um, <laughs> interestingly enough, um, so the Frozen Four takes place uh, a week from t- today, uh, the 11th, um, in Buffalo at the Key Center Arena, or Key Bank Center, whatever it's called. HBCS, right? It's kind of it's had a few different names, um, but um, HSBC, I think, is what it was. Uh, and it was something else too. So the first game, the first matchup is Providence, who was the 11 seed overall in the tournament, uh, taking on Minnesota Duluth, who was the two seed overall in the tournament. At five o'clock, ESPN two, these games are on. Providence is a bit of a surprise here, and I, unfortunately, I think uh, it's going to end. The road's going to end for them. I think Minnesota Duluth will win, but that's not really the important game to me. The important game is the second game at approximately eight thirty. Could be later, probably will be later, <laughs> as it tends to be. It is the number six Denver Pioneers taking on the number four UMass Minutemen. Yes. My UMass Minutemen are in the tournament, and they are in the Frozen Four, and it's fantastic. Now, given the way they crapped the bed in the Hockey East uh, semifinals, I really hope that doesn't happen here, especially given they're playing Denver, which is where my parents went to, uh, went to school, so it's kind of a battle. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a bit... Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit overwhelming for me, given that, you know, you know... I mean, obviously, I could battle it out with my mom, too. She obviously went to Denver. But, you know, not having my dad here anymore to, to talk about the game and kind of, you know, make a wager or something with him is a bit, um, kind of stinks, you know, given that, uh, you know, it's the first time Massachusetts has ever been in the Frozen Four and then have to play Denver. It's just kind of, you know, it's kind of crazy. Um, but uh, I can't go against UMass, right? Yep, so UMass, um, my minute, man, they're going to do it. And then the finals would be Saturday the 13th, um, 8, 8 o'clock, I think it's scheduled. To, I have it Minnesota Luth against UMass, and obviously I'm going to take UMass. So, there you go. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, Hockey East, um, sorry, you know, Hockey East is well represented, and that's true. Providence, UMass could be an all Hockey East finals. I don't think so, though. I feel like UMass is, I mean, I feel like Minnesota Duluth is going to beat Providence. But it'd be cool if it was. Um, you know, they've had some good matchups against each other this so far this year, um, UMass and Providence. So it would definitely be a good game um, up in Buffalo. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's move on. So before we jump into all the wrestling talk and news and all that fun stuff, let's talk a little UFC first. Um, so before before we get any further, I'll just discuss my predictions from last time out for the UFC fight night. Dos Santos versus Lewis. I'm not going to go through all the matches or whatever. 
all the fights. Um, I did get, I did get seven out of thirteen though, so I did better, did better than worse, right? But I did lose the main event, which was uh, Dos Santos Junior Dos Santos. He knocked out Derek Lewis, or he beat Derek Lewis. I think it was a knockout. It may have been a decision. I'm, I I don't quite remember. Um, but regardless, I got it wrong. So props to Junior Dos Santos. Um, but some of the bigger news coming out of UFC recently is that Conor McGregor, right after Rob Gronkowski retired, announced on Twitter that he was retiring. Uh, then it came out he was getting in trouble in Ireland for, you know, sexual assault or something along those lines. Uh, then everyone was kind of like, uh, is he really retiring? Then he's calling out Khalil, uh, Khabib, whatever his name is. Um, Khalil? Khabib. Khalil? He's calling out Khalil and Khabib. He's calling them all out. So now it seems like he's getting better, getting ready for another fight with him, which kind of was what people thought was going to happen over the summer because he'd said such in interviews before before then he decided to retire it may have just been a money play or something but then the whole thing came out about that the other thing which apparently wasn't new news and he's not exactly in being investigated it's just something happened somewhere that may have been something he was involved with or someone he knew was involved with or somehow he knew about something that something maybe someone was involved with I don't know. It seemed very weird and vague, but it was Conor McGregor right after he said he was tired, and then this kind of news was kind of leaked about something. It's confusing as to what it is or if it's anything, but uh, you know, it it was news, um, or was something that was reported after he then said he after he said he retired. So is really retired? I doubt it. Is this other thing gonna come to any can come to be anything? I don't know. It doesn't seem that way from most of what I've heard since it was initially said. Will he end up having a fight this over the summer? I'm going to say yes. But I don't know. Who knows? You never know this guy. You still sound whiskey, though. And I did see him at the Bruins game. I don't know if I mentioned that when I was doing my picks for the um, NCAA uh, um, match March Madness. But I, he was at the Bruins game... And this was after this was before all this, but after the whole thing in Florida where he smashed someone's cell phone or something and got arrested about it for that. <laughs> he was there to cheer on the Bruins and it was Irish Heritage Night. It was the night before St. Patrick's Day. Uh Brad Marchand, as I previously mentioned, scored the overtime winning goal and then did the Conor McGregor walk. Um and he was right there. He was right below me. I can see him. He was he was flipping out about it. Um But anyways, Let's move on. Uh, so there is a UFC not not taking place this weekend. That would be way too much going on if that was taking place this weekend. But it is coming up next weekend, which means there's still going to be way too much going on because next weekend is the start of um, the playoffs in, in addition to the Frozen Four. And then there's baseball still going on. But, uh, yeah, there's just so much sports going on right now. It's just crazy. Can't even keep up. Um so let's make some predictions, shall we? Um, so this is UFC 236, taking place from the State Farm Arena in Atlanta, Georgia, on Saturday, April 13th. Now, here's the big er news, I guess, coming out of UFC, is that the only way to watch UFC pay-per-views is now through ESPN+. 
yeah. So you can't go on your cable thing and hit a button and buy it anymore and get great quality you know great quality feed right from your cable wire. Nope, you got to stream it now through your cable, which depending on what kind of cable you have, might your Wi-Fi might not be great, you might not have the high, the best bandwidth or whatever. Yeah, so you're going to have to struggle with that. You have to pay for ESPN Plus. But by paying for ESPN Plus doesn't mean you get the pay-per-views automatically. Then you have to pay money on top of the paying for ESPN Plus to get the pay-per-views. Yeah. So people aren't really happy about this. And honestly, I can't blame them. I mean, the, the having to pay for ESPN Plus just to get the fight nights to begin with was a bit, a bit annoying, uh, I'll say. Especially when someone that just casually watches and happens to be around on a Saturday night and see, oh, there's fights on FS1. As opposed to, oh, wait, there's a fight on UFC fight? Oh, but I gotta buy ESPN Plus and then stream it through something? Like, you know, I get it, but I also don't think it's the right play. Um, I think something along more along the lines of WWE Network make more sense for them. They already have, the, it's called Fight Pass, but you can't buy... You can't watch stuff, the pay-per-views through it, so it's like I don't get it what the point of it is. But you know, obviously they're they're using the old school mentality that people are more likely, you know, people will pay more for you know a pay-per-view than you know if you put it on your network, blah blah. blah. And I get it, I get it, I get it. But at the same time, it's just like you're just annoying people by doing this 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 now. It's like I can't go, I can't go on Xfinity. I have Xfinity. And buy the UFC fight anymore. It's like why? Why are you limiting what your availability is and going to something that something people don't know? Like you know, I don't get. It. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like I don't know how many people know that ESPN Plus is a thing. You know, and, or or how it works, or the fact that you then also have to pay for it on top of that. It's just. It seems annoying. It seems um, dumb. I'm watching the Red. I'm watching the Red Sox game right now, and I just started something. Speaking of dumb, uh, so Red Sox are playing Oakland tonight. Today they've been there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's a day game, getaway game. Red Sox are going to Arizona tomorrow, but the graphic on the screen right now says Red Sox at Mariners, Friday at 10 p.m. Yeah, that was last week, guys. You might want to change the graphic. <laughs> They're playing the Diamondbacks tomorrow, not the Mariners. You may want to fix that. Uh, Red Sox just got one run. They have the bases loaded. Just got walked in. one nothing. Top of the first. Uh, Mookie Betts scores. It's only one out. So, off to a good start. Um, Alright, where was I? Oh, yeah. It's UFC. Sorry, UFC ESPN Plus seems like a dumb idea. But, obviously, ESPN Plus is paying so much more, so much money to you, UFC. That kind of... I don't know. I guess, again, I have to... Bow down to them. Bow down to the mouse, I guess. Bow to the mouse. Bow to the mouse. Um, Alright. As everyone's going to have to do. Even the fox is bowing to a mouse now. What happened? Well, I guess we'll find out soon, but what's going to happen when the fox and the mouse... You know, what's that going to look like? Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I apologize. Let's move on. Uh, we got some fights, uh, some fights happening. Uh, so yeah, so, all right, so, 
Yeah, so, <laughs> as I said, um, this will be the first UFC pay-per-view to not be sold through U.S. television providers for residential customers, put extension to its new rights agreement with ESPN through 2025. UFC, oh yeah, they also did an extension. UFC pay-per-views are now distributed exclusively through ESPN+. Plus, and viewers must have an active subscription to the service in order to purchase and stream the event. At the same time, the price of the pay-per-view was lowered from $65 to $59, and a promotional offer is launched allowing new subscribers to purchase a bundle of a pay-per-view and a one-year subscription to ESPN Plus for $20 more. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just bundling crap in now. It's like, oh, well, it's cheaper to buy the pay-per-view. It's $59. Yeah, you got to pay $5 for ESPN Plus. It's the same price. Yeah, but then we'll bundle it together. For twenty dollars more, and you get a full year of ESPN Plus. It's like, oh, great, cool. I mean, I guess that's eight free months, right, to watch a bunch of crap. Um, I don't know. I don't know. ESPN Plus might be all right, but it's just like there's. I'm already paying for ESPN. I want to pay for ESPN Plus. It's like what the hell. Um, but anyways, um. So the early preliminary card is actually on UFC Fight Pass. So if you have the UFC, if you're paying for UFC Fight Pass on top of ESPN Plus, on top to buy the pay per view, then you can. Oh boy, they get you every way, every other, every way. Like what the hell? So to watch all these, so watch all the, watch all the fights. You have to be subscribed to UFC Fight Pass. You have to be subscribed to ESPN Plus. Um, now, see, that's the thing I don't know. Because it says those are available on UFC Fight Pass, but are they also available on ESPN Plus? I'd imagine they would be. It's just like, okay, well, if you do have UFC Fight Pass, you can watch these. But if you're out on ESPN Plus, you can watch them too. I, I That would be really dumb if you didn't. Because that's the other thing too, is a preliminary card is on ESPN. Does that mean they're not on ESPN Plus? So it's like, if I don't have cable, but I subscribe to ESPN Plus... Then I can't watch the preliminary matches because then I'd have to subscribe to cable. That's just annoying. Just annoying. So maybe they are. I don't. But I don't know. I don't know for sure. They might be. So like, if you have ESPN Plus, all these fights might just be on ESPN Plus. But if you don't, and you're not buying pay per view, well, here's other ways you can watch them. That's probably what it is. But I don't know for sure. Um, but anyways, the first um, another walk. By the way, so Red Sox are now up to nothing. Um, so let's just get to it. All right. So the early preliminary card which is available on ESPN Fight Pass and possibly ESPN Plus. Um, we got the first bout is a bantamweight battle. Um, Brandon Davis taking on Randy Costa. I'm going to go Randy Costa. Uh, next up, there is a women's strawweight battle between Lauren Miller and our Mueller. Uh, versus Pollyanna Bothello, Botheo, Boteo, something like that. Either way, I'm going with Lauren Mueller, Miller, Mueller, Mueller, Miller, Mueller. Um, next up, we have a um, bantamweight battle between Montel Jackson and Andre Sokam yeah, I said that wrong. Probably. And I doubt that's how you say it. Sokamathum. Mathath. Sokamathath? Something like that? Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna go with Montel Jackson. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have a welterweight battle between Curtis Meleander and Bathal Bathal Muhammad. I'm gonna go to his Curtis Meleander. Sorry, dogs are barking again because they bark at everything. Can't shut them up. All right, then we move on to the preliminary card, which is on ESPN. I believe probably at guessing at eight o'clock. That'd be my guess. Um, I'm guessing the early early preliminary card takes starts at six thirty, maybe, maybe six six thirty. I'm not really sure. Um, so first up, we got the bantamweight battle between Boston Salmon taking on Khalid Taha. I'm gonna go with Boston Salmon. I mean, his name's Boston, so like, come on, man. Is he from Boston? I don't know. He doesn't have a hyperlink, so I can't click on it, so I don't know. Uh, next up, we have a welterweight battle between Max Griffin and Zalim Imadeyev. Go with Zalim. Zalim. Uh, next up, we have a flyweight battle between Wilson Race and on, on, uh, Alexandre Pantoja. Pantoja? No Wilson race. And then moving on to the main card of the evening, which takes place again on pay-per-view, but it's on ESPN. Oh, sorry. No, there's another one. Sorry. Excuse me. Da-da. No. Main event of the preliminary card on ESPN. Sorry. Lightweight battle between Jalen Turner and Matt Frivola. 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 Go with Jalen Turner. Uh, Alright, so now moving on to the uh, main card, which is on pay-per-view, but on ESPN pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, we have a light heavyweight battle between... See, now, I don't know, does that mean bars can't have it anymore? How does that work? Or do bars now have to subscribe to ESPN Plus to, to then stream it? The whole thing is confusing. Um... Light heavyweight battle between Ovince St. Pru and Nikita Krylov. I'm going Nikita, Nikita Krylov because it's like Nikita Kolov when he was a wrestler at one point. Even though he was not actually Russian. I don't think. Or he at least wasn't from Russia, I should say. He might have had some Russian um, heritage or something. I don't know. Uh, next up, welterweight battle between Alec, Alan Joban and Dwight Krant. Let me go Alan Joban. Again, I'm probably pronouncing these all completely wrong, but uh, whatever. All right, next up we have a light heavyweight battle between Eric Anders and Khalil Roundtree Jr. I'm going to go with Khalil Roundtree Jr. <laughs> I can't even say that right. Khalil Roundtree Jr. I know I, I, I don't know why I said it like that because that sounded more like uh, what, oh well because what's his face the other guy. <clears throat> Anyways, um, 
Next up is a middleweight battle for the interim UFC middleweight championship. And it is Kelvin Gastelum taking on Israel Andresayan. Or whatever. Um, I'm going to go with Kelvin Gastelum. And then finally, in the main event of the evening, it's time for the light heavyweight interim light heavyweight championship match for the UFC light heavyweight interim championship. We got Max Calloway taking on Dustin Poirier. Uh, I'll go with Max Calloway. So again, these are all taking place in Atlanta on April 13th, which is also Record Store Day. I didn't even talk about that. Record Store Day coming up on April 13th. You have a local record store. The one I usually go to is Newbury Comics. Uh, Yeah, they're having exclusive items if you never have gone before. Pearl Jam is the ambassador for Record Store Day, so... uh, uh, I suggest checking it out. They have some sort of live album coming out, I believe, that day. Uh, but a lot, of, a lot of bands have stuff coming out that day. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Go check it out. Um, especially if a record player. I don't, but I still end up buying records for... Well, I I, I do have a record player probably somewhere. Uh, but to set it up and have it work and everything, it's... I don't, I don't know how easy that would be accomplished, but... Um, um, yeah. I don't know. They're more collectibles than anything else at this point. Uh, but it's cool. It's cool. Uh, I'm going to definitely go check it out um, next Saturday. But also, UFC. But you got to buy ESPN Plus and then uh, buy, buy it on top of that and have something to stream it on. So yeah, get ready for that. Give all your money to the mouse. Disney. I mean, I already gave money to them today for buying Avengers tickets, so I'm no better. I'm watching, you know, yeah, yeah. Watch ESPN. You know better. ABC. You know better. I mean, any Fox movies? You're not gonna be any better. I mean, Fox itself, though. No, Fox itself. You're good. No mouse involved in Fox itself. Just 20th Century Fox. Um, all right. You know what? I'm gonna take a tiny little break here before we jump into the wrestling portion of the show. I gotta take care of a little business, and I'll be right back. Now let's dive into all the things that we're talking about for wrestling. So much to get to. So much going on. Can't even believe it's already WrestleMania. But with WrestleMania comes a lot of other stuff. Um, 
not just NXT takeover. There's the Hall of Fame, obviously Raw and SmackDown following that at the, you know in in the same area. But then you got Ring of Honor, New Japan doing the Madison Square Garden. There's also an Impact apparently show tonight that I have no idea anything about. There's other random um, shows here and there throughout the area. Um, so a lot of people in town. And a lot of stuff going on for the uh, for the WrestleMania weekend. Also, obviously, access is happening. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on for that. Um, so let's just dive into it. We'll, we'll, we'll skip the WWE stuff, save that towards the end. But let's start off with the Ring of Honor New Japan G1 Supercard taking place the Saturday night. And I say that because the NXT is taking place Friday night. Hall of Fame is also on Saturday night. They switched those up. Trying to avoid conflict, I guess, between wrestling aficionados or whatever that would want to see actual wrestling as opposed to the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, typically in the last couple of years, the, Hall, the NXT's been on Saturday. Hall of Fame's fri- Friday. Although originally it was the other way around. Now they've gone back to that way, but to coincide with the... yeah. New Japan Ring of Honor show, I guess. Interesting. So, there's they're they're uh, at Madison Square Garden, which is a big deal because it's the first time there's been a wrestling show in Madison Square Garden, other than WWE since, uh, you know, honestly, I don't even know when. I, you know, WWE's around since sixty something, so maybe before that, or maybe I don't know when their exclusive dealment the deal kind of went into effect. So I mean, it's it's before my lifetime. It's got to be at least the '70s, if not the '60s, or even the '50s, for all I know. Um, but it's been a really long time. Is my point now? The WWE Madison Square Garden relationship apparently has fallen on bad times, and you know it is what it is. You know, they have the Barclays, and they seem to like doing the Barclays. So it is what it is. But obviously, New Japan and Ring of Honor uh, took advantage of that. And they showed out. They sold out the show. So let's get to it. There's lots of. There's a lot of matches. So there's a lot going on. It's going to be a long show, uh, much like WrestleMania is going to be a long show. All right. So let's get to it. Uh, let me find it here. So first off, in a, it says it's a dark match. I don't know if it's on the pre-show or if it's just going to be strictly dark. Uh, there's a six-woman tag team match between Kagatusa Kagat. Kagatuso, I don't know how to say her name, Jenny Rose and Hazuya Suzuki versus Hana Kamora, Stella Gray, and Sumi Sakai. I'm going to go with that second team. Kamora, Gray, and Sakai. Um, yeah, so I don't know any of these people. Uh, no, I've heard of Sumi Sakai. That's not true. Sumi Sakai, I've heard of. She was the chant, the, um, she was the Ring of Honor, Woman of Honor champion for a bit. So then, there's going to be a Honor Rumble, uh, Royal Rumble Rules Battle Royal. I don't know if this is, I don't know if it's specifically just Ring of Honor guys. I don't know if whoever wins gets something or how that works. So far, they've announced Jushin Thunder Liger. He's the only New Japan guy that's announced, so I'm not sure if that means there's only going to be Ring of Honor guys other than him, or there's going to be other New Japan guys. Uh, Kenny King, PJ Black, Beer City Bruiser, Brian Malonis, Cheeseburger, Rhett Titus, LSG, 
Shaheem Ali, Tracy Williams, and Jonathan Gresham have been announced. You know, I gotta go with Jonathan Gresham, I think. That's my guess. I mean, I don't know who else is gonna be in it. I mean, it says there's gonna be 30 guys. Supposedly so. Who knows, but... I'm gonna go with Jonathan Gresham. Alright, now moving on to the main card, which you can actually get on pay-per-view. Um, for the, I think, 50 bucks. I wanna say it was 50 bucks. Let me double check real quick. Unlike, uh, you know, UFC, you can actually get this on pay-per-view. Starts at 7 o'clock. Well, I don't know if that's the pre-show that starts at 7. And it actually starts at 7 or 8. Uh, but it's it's actually $45. So there you go, $45. And buy it on regular pay-per-view. I'm sure it's it's also on New Japan World and Honor Club Rising or whatever, too. Fight, might play Fight fight club fight pass fight fight tv fight tv that's what it's called all right so moving on to the actual show um or the main show uh we have will osprey uh defending his never open weight championship against jeff cobb who's defending his ring of honor television championship it's for a winner take all battle um i'm gonna go with jeff cobb just because I he hasn't lost yet, so I kind of feel like he's gonna win. Hmm. That's just my guess. <laughs> I guess these are all just my guesses. Um, next up, we have Roosh taking on Dalton Castle in a singles match. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with Roosh. Following that, we have a singles match for the Women of Honor World Championship. We have Maya Uwatami. Defending against Kelly Klein. I'm going to go with Kelly Klein. I know I said that last time and she lost. Oh, I guess I should review what happened last time. Whoops. My bad. So at the 17th anniversary show, <laughs> a lot of stuff didn't happen because uh, Jay Lethal and um, and Matt Taven went the full 60 minutes. So it didn't happen. Like I said, Iwatani beat Kelly Klein. Uh, Kenny King... Lost to Jonathan Gresham. Is that who he fought? Does that sound right? I'm forgetting who these people fought. This was, this was a while back. Um, no, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, what did I do? I didn't mean to do what I just did. Um, here we go. There we go. Uh, no, Marty Scroll. Marty Scroll would be Kenny King. That's right. Um, anyway, was Marty, Marty Scroll beat Jeff, Kenny King. Jeff Cobb, Shane Taylor. Iwatani beat Kelly Klein. Jay Lethal, Matt Taven went time on the draw. Roosh beat Bandito. And then the Villain Enterprises beat the Briscoes for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. Uh, which will lead into... Another match, but we'll talk about that in a second. Is that the next match, actually? It might be. Oh, come on. Um, uh, no. Uh, next up, we have Bully Ray, who initially set out, said it was going to be, you challenged anyone to a New York street fight. Seemingly, a lot of people thought it was going to be Flip Gordon, but I think he's still hurt, I guess. So then it was kind of like, well, then who's it going to be? And then it went on for a couple weeks, and then eventually they just kind of like randomly was like, ah, it's Juice Robinson. It was just like, 
wait, what? So after all that, you don't wait for the pay-per-view to announce it. You just say it's Juice Robinson. And I get it on one hand because it's like, well, they don't want to, they don't want the, you know, they don't want, I guess they don't want the um, people to get carried away and get their hopes up too much and then have it end up being Juice Robinson. Whereas maybe they had something else planned and it fell through. So they would have, that would have been a bigger surprise, whereas it didn't happen. So now they're like, well, it's not going to happen. So let's just tell them it's Juice Robinson so people aren't like super, super upset about it. As opposed to if they waited and then it ended up being Juice Robinson, people were like, well, really? Juice Robinson? Okay, whatever. Um, I'm sure it'll be fine, but with that said, I do think Bully Ray's going to win. <laughs> if it had been somebody else, maybe not, but I, I do think he's going to win. Uh, Alright, next up we have Tajiri, uh, Taiji, Taiji Ishimori. Uh, taking on Jack and Lee, taking on Bandito for three-way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. I think Ishimori is going to retain. Uh, next up, we have... Uh, right, here's that tag match. We're talking about Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga Tonga Loa, the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Taking on Villain, Villain Enterprises, PCO, and Brody Knight, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Taking on Los Incoglobles, Dolly Helpon, Evil, and Sonata. Taking on the Briscoe Brothers, Jay and Mark, who originally Jay and Mark had challenged the Gorillas of Destiny for a winner-take-all uh, tag title match. Of course, then they lost to PCO and Brody King. So then it was kind of like, okay, well, then they're going to take on the Gorillas of Destiny, but then the Briscoes got added back in. And so since they got that back in, Los Angeles Nabes de Japón, who had lost previously lost the titles to Girls Destiny, won it back in too. So it's a four four way match for both titles. Um I think the Gorillas of Destiny are gonna take them. Alright. And then next up we have, hold on a second. Uh, next up there is a, excuse me, um, singles match for the British Heavyweight Championship, Zack Sabre Jr. defending about, I had a defending against Hiroshi Tanahashi. I think Zack Sabre Jr. is going to win. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, did I miss something? I missed something. Uh oh. What did I miss? Oh, I forgot to put in Kelly Klein's name. All right, my bad. I thought I missed the match. I just forgot to put her name in. Um, what did I say, Zach Saber Jr. Right? Okay, uh, then next up we have the IWGP International Intercontinental Championship with Taisuta Naito defending against Kota Ibushi. Um, I think Naito's going to retain. I'm still kind of surprised Ibushi didn't go AEW, but 
It is what it is, I guess. Um, yes. But I don't see Naito losing. You know, surprisingly, the um, given that they're in the United States, the U.S. title is not on the line. I'm actually not even 100% sure who has the title anymore. I knew Jish Robinson had it. Yeah, he is the champion, but he's not on the line against... It's not on the line against Bully Ray, which gives me even more reason to think Bully Ray is going to win the match. Alright, next up we have the... Three-way ladder match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Jay Lethal defending against Marty Skrull and Matt Taven. So the way this match came about was Marty Skrull had won the survival of the finish, hurting an automatic shot at the at the Ring of Honor champion at this event. Uh, but then Matt Taven and Jay Lethal fought to a 60-minute draw at 17th anniversary. So basically Matt Taven's like, well, wait a minute, I should still have my opportunity because I didn't lose. Jay Lethal's like, whatever, cool. And then let's do a three-way. And then they're like, no, I don't want to have a triple threat when you could lose to him. And then he could, he wins the title and I don't even get my shot or vice versa. And blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, all right, well, let's do this. It's We're in Madison Square Garden 25 years ago. There was a match there of, that defined a lot, that changed the game, basically. It was Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels' ladder match for WrestleMania 10. So let's put the belt from the ceiling and do a ladder match made sense to everyone and there there we go with that said i think jay lethal's gonna retain i mean marty scroll i'm pretty sure is on his way out to uh, aew i mean matt taven i just i don't know i just don't i just feel like they're not ready to pull the plug on him for whatever reason i mean pull the plug not pull the plug i don't know what am i trying to say i they're not ready to not ready to pull the plug on Jay Lethal. They're not ready to flip the switch on Matt. I don't know what the one I'm looking for, but whatever. The point is, they're not ready to go with him yet. I don't feel like. And then finally, in the main event of the evening, we have Jay White defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Kazuchika Okata. Now, as far as I know, there has never been an IWGP Heavyweight Championship change, championship change outside of Japan. There's been other titles changed outside the tag titles, the U.S. title, maybe even the Intercontinental title. I don't know. As far as I know, and I'd have to go back and look, and I'm not going to do that right now. As far as I know, there hasn't been. But if there ever would be, I feel like this would be the show. I feel like this would be the show. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I think Okada's going to win it. I think he's going to do it. He's going to win it back. I don't know why, but I, I just, I, I'm probably going to be totally wrong, but I just feel like it's going to happen. So there you go. So there you go. It's the Ring of Honor New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Supercard from Madison Square Garden on Saturday, April 6th, 7 o'clock pre-show, I think, and 8 o'clock the actual show. It's on pay-per-view, 45 bucks, or get it through your TV providers uh, or other means, Ring of Honor, uh, Ron Rising or whatever it's called 
Honor Rising, is that what it is? No, the I, Honor Club. Um, New Japan World, Fight TV probably. Probably other places too. I don't know. But anyways, check it out if you dare. If you're not watching the Hall of Fame. Because I'll probably be watching the Hall of Fame. Alright, let's go back. Travel back in time. To uh, Friday night. Uh, I guess, well, I guess that covers everything for New Japan. And uh, then I don't really have anything else to say about any of the other shows going on because I really don't know anything much about any of the other shows going on. Um, so let's go back to Friday night. Let's talk about some Ring of Honor. I mean, sorry. Let's talk about NXT. NXT TakeOver New York uh, taking place uh, on Friday, tomorrow, tonight, whenever you're listening to this, the 5th, April 5th, uh, in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center, which is weird because they've had a bunch of takeovers there before they were all called takeover brooklyn and this one's there but it's called takeover new york <laughs> whatever i mean you know it's they just had one there in august but whatever um all right takeover new york nxt takeover new york so let's run down the card and kind of talk about what's going on um so to kick things off we have the Fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Championship. Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai, defending against Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kyrie Zane. Now, Bianca Belair had the match against uh, Shayna Baszler in at uh, the uh, the NXT Takeover in wherever the, uh, Arizona, Phoenix, uh, before the Royal Rumble, and Baszler won, and then. And then it was kind of like, okay, well, I had a good showing, blah, blah, blah. But then there was a tag match, and Io Shirai got the pin, so then she wanted the match. And then they kind of fought each other. Then Kairi Zane's like, hey, what about me? And then it all came together, and blah, 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 and Fatal 4. Um, here's the thing. I feel like Baszler's done pretty much all she can in NXT, and she's not exactly young. So if they don't bring her up now, like, I don't know when they're going to. I mean, I know they still there's still these hopes and dreams of doing a four-horsewoman, four-horsewoman thing. But I just don't know that the other two, just just Man Duke and Marina Shafir, are ready. But at the same time, the questionable whatever is going on with Ronda Rousey, I don't know what point you're going to be able to do this. So now might be the time to bring her up, especially given that she's had the title for a bit, had it a couple different times. Might be time just to move it on to somebody else. But who is that? Seems like they're pushing Io Shirai pretty hard here. Which could is probably the wrong way to go, just because that's usually how it works. They'll push when they have these multi-people matches. They push one person, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, it's this other person. Um, but I'm still gonna go with the Shirai. I feel like Baszler comes up, and I don't know what happens in terms of the four horsemen thing, but maybe Baszler kind of takes Ronda Rousey's spot if she's actually indeed leaving for a while. Um, but. Um, Yeah, that's my guess. Like I said, these are all my guesses. <laughs> um, yeah, so next up we have Matt Riddle taking challenging Velveteen Dream for the sing- in a singles match for the NXT North American Championship. Now this one's weird to me because they just gave the belt to Velveteen Dream not too long ago. Matt Riddle obviously is the hot new guy, hot guy on the scene, you know, undefeated, whatever, blah blah blah, and it's kind of like. Ah, who who loses this? How do you have either of them lose? And I don't know if maybe they do some sort of schmoz where neither of them loses. 
but I can't see Velveteen Dream losing the belt this quick. But at the same time, do you just want to kill Riddle's momentum? And I feel like a lot of times they hotshot this kind of thing. So I think Matt Riddle's going to win. I think he's going to take the title. I mean, the same way they hotshotted it off of Gargano onto Velveteen Dream. Uh, next up, we have the singles match for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. We have Pete Dunne defending against Walter. Um, yeah, this one's kind of been, you know, since they did the um, NXT TakeOver UK or whatever. NXT UK TakeOver um, Blackpool or whatever it was. Uh, and Pete Dunne won and then Walter came out and challenged him. It was, you know, kind of obvious they were going to do something down the line. I wasn't quite sure when it was going to be, but, you know, it makes sense to kind of incorporate them into this for, you know, WrestleMania weekend and certainly, uh, you know, having the championship on the line. Now, Pete Dunne's had it for a million years or whatever, however long he's had it, almost 700 days or something. I feel like it's probably time for him to do something else. Um, And Walter coming in kind of, you know, he's a heel, but he's kind of a, you know, a cheered heel. People seem to really like him, even though he's a very heelish kind of looking guy. But, um, yeah, I think Walter's going to win. Uh, next up, we have the War Raiders taking on Alistair Black and Ricochet. Alistair Black and Ricochet won the uh, Dusty, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament uh, to earn the shot. Um, you know, it's kind of a weird, weird situation given that I don't know if this was the original plan for them to ever really tag, but I guess it was because why else they would have been in this? Cause that was before they kind of came up. No, I guess it was it. I, yeah, I guess it was it. I can't remember if it was or wasn't when they came up all to kind of with Johnny Gargano and Ciampa for a brief second and then Ciampa got hurt and yeah, well, it was before that. So this was before that, that they originally started this tournament. Um, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I guess it, I don't know, it seems weird, but whatever. Regardless, Alistair Black, Ricochet, they're kind of on the main roster. I don't. I mean, I don't know what the plans of them being on NXT is, so I kind of feel like they're going to lose. <laughs> they're not going to win. I mean, I know they just lost on Monday and didn't gain the tag titles, albeit by countout. Um, I feel like their ultimate landing spot's going to be on Raw. And winning those tag titles, which is weird given what they're doing at WrestleMania, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, so I'm going with War Raiders. And then finally, in the main event of the evening, unfortunately, Tommaso Ciampa got injured. He had he hurt his neck, have to have neck surgery. He's going to be out for quite, a, quite some time. So he had to take the title off him. And so it's vacant. So they decided, well, Johnny Gargano was going to challenge him probably anyways so then they had a six five man six man five man match i think it was to determine who else was he was gonna face and it ended up being adam cole winning so undisputed area is represented on the show uh and it's gonna be two out of three falls match for the nxt championship gunny johnny gagano taking on adam cole baby um i think the two out of three falls thing is intriguing i feel like um it's definitely gonna lead to some involvement, at least in one of the falls, maybe all three of the falls by the Undisputed Era. 
And ultimately, I think that leads to Adam Cole winning the title. And I think it's very Dusty Rhodes-ish kind of thing to have Johnny Gargano just not quite be able to do it. Very Sami Zayn, his kind of whole thing too. Um, to not to have him, you know, always reach, reach, reaching close, but not quite getting there. So I think Adam Cole is going to win the NXT Championship. I think it's going to be two to one. I don't think they're going to sweep them or nothing, but I think Adam Cole wins the NXT Championship. And there you go. That's Friday night, NXT TakeOver uh, New York. I think it starts at 7. I think the pre-show is at 6, and this is at 7. It's on the network. Can't buy it on pay-per-view or nothing, but the network is free for new subscribers. So sign up. Um, yeah, so it should be a good show. I think it's a good. I, I haven't heard any rumors or anything about any people being in the crowd. I'm sure there's going to be people in the crowd. Might just be NXT alums or whatever, Hall of Famers or whoever uh, sitting on. I don't know if there's going to be anyone, um, you know, out of uh, out of the uh, out of the unordin out of the ordinary, uh, or like a new debuting anyone or returning or anybody. I, I haven't heard anything, but that'd be cool if there was. And we hadn't heard about it because certainly surprise is always fun. Um, but yeah, um, so there you go. All right, moving on. The next night, which was the night previous that we had talked about for the end of the Ring of Honor and New Japan show, um, also taking place at the Barclays Center that night is the WWE Hall of Fame. So just running out quickly of who's going in the Hall of Fame, and apparently they're going to do it different this year than they have in previous years to kind of make it shorter, I guess. You know, it's dragged on in previous years. They haven't announced anyone inducting anyone. Uh, so, so you know, there's no one's announced. That doesn't mean that people won't, but maybe that because they're not announced, there won't be a, as big a to-do about it. Um, so they won't feel necessary to speak a bunch. Um, the other thing that I've heard in this kind of... Is something I, my thought process was for next year, because and maybe this is kind of like a good try tryout for next year, because given what happened to SmackDown, um, and there's some news about that too, which I don't quite understand or believe, but it's it's out there. Um, so SmackDown's moving to Fox in the fall and moving to Fridays. Um, it's going to be on regular Fox from eight to ten, you know, Friday nights. It's going to be live, um, but then there's thoughts of doing a third hour on FS1. Now, people have kind of been like, well, maybe they could do a third hour on FS1, but it doesn't necessarily have to be SmackDown. It could be something else. I mean, but then there's like 205 Live, but then they're kind of like, eh, 205 Live, yeah, I don't know. People are kind of not sure what the future is with 205 Live once the Friday move happens. Uh, but as far as where, what would be on this FS1 show, who knows? Some people say maybe NXT, but would it be live Did it, or would it just be another hour on FS1? Because the, the other thing is they put another, another hour on FS1, doesn't, you know, that gives them some maybe more money, but it doesn't necessarily have to be an extension of SmackDown. I think it would be very confusing for people to have to watch two hours of SmackDown on Fox and then the third hour on FS1. That would be confusing. If it was just a completely different show on FS1, that would make more sense, whether it would be Friday night afterwards or not. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I guess it would sort of make sense in the same way 205 Live works. But would it then have to be live? Would it not have to be? Would you know? I, who knows? Who knows what's going on? But to better to more my point, which was, which I should get it, is that the Hall of Fame next year 
what's the lineup going to be? Because obviously they did NXT on Friday this year and Hall of Fame Saturday, but next year, SmackDown, well, and then WrestleMania Sunday, Raw Monday, SmackDown Tuesday. But next year, SmackDown's going to be on Friday. So you're going to start off the weekend with your SmackDown. But then, what's Saturday? Hall of Fame? Or NXT? WrestleMania is obviously going to be Sunday. Raw is obviously going to be Monday. Nothing on Tuesday? So you're going from five events to potentially only four? Or are you just going to have five? Are you going to move something off Tuesday? I don't know if the people are going to stick around for the Hall of Fame if you put it on Tuesday. People might stick around for NXT if you put it on Tuesday, which might be the way to go. Um, but then is it kind of an afterthought? I don't know. I mean, SmackDown is sort of an afterthought now, but it's kind of, well, it's just, it is on Tuesday. So what else are you going to do? Um, but the other thing I was thinking that they could do is kind of consolidate it. You know, if you have the, you could do the Hall of Fame on Saturday afternoon and then do NXT Saturday night. Same way, you know, Bruins and Celtics play at the Garden once every, you know, once in a while they'll both play on a Saturday. Um... So, but then it became, well, what's the, how would that work? How would the production of that be? How would you, you know, because for the Murphy Hall of Fame, they have this big stage. There's no ring. You have to then set up the ring and change the stage. You know, how would that work? Would it make sense? Would there be enough time? Would it be too much hassle? Would it, would it not work? So what I've heard, what I've heard as a rumor is that, is that um, they're going to have it in the ring. There's going to be no stage. It's all going to be the ring. All right. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, if they have it in the ring and they have the ring already set up, then they wouldn't have to spend time then setting up the ring. And they have all everything all set up and ready to go. They wouldn't have the stage. So, if that's what they're going to do this year, it seems like kind of like a precursor to what they might do for next year to see how the time goes to see if they then would have enough time to maybe do that in the afternoon and then NXT at night. Um which would make sense to me. I don't think they'd want to extend it to Tuesday if they didn't have to, just because I don't feel like SmackDown on Tuesday did all that great in terms of everything else. Uh, but if you have it on Hall of Fame and NXT same night or whatever, it could, it could work. Um, so anyways, speaking of Hall of Famers, here's who's going in. Um, a lot of double Hall of Famers this year, kind of interestingly enough. we got the Honky Tonk Man, the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. got Tori Wilson... You have Bruce the Barber Beefcake. Those are your solo inductees. Then, of course, you have Harlem Heat, um, the Hart Foundation, just Jim, the Anvil Nightheart, and Bret Hart. Seemingly just a way to get Jim, Jim in, given that he just passed away last year and and that whole thing. But, um, uh, you know, obviously Bret Hart going in for the second time. Uh, then you have, you know, also Harlem Heat. You have Booker T going in for the second time. Also... Last time he went in, when he first went in as a solo guy, he went in um, in New York as well. So, I mean, I know he's not from Harlem technically, but it seems kind of weird that both his Hall of Fame inductees are in Har- in New York. So, but whatever, it is what it is. And then for the main event of the evening, if you will, is of course Dean Generation X. Uh, you got Shawn Michaels going in for a second time. Triple H, who will inevitably get in at least two, maybe three times. Um, China getting in, Billy Gunn, Road Dog, and then Xbox Xbox running out the click. Finally, all getting in, um, as previously Scott Hall 
Kevin Nash. Oh, and Triple H, sorry, I should say. Triple H and X-Pac getting in, round out the click. Because Shawn Michaels, X, uh, Kevin Nash, and Triple H had all... No, sorry. Shawn Michaels, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash had all previously gotten in. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it should be fine. There's also the Warrior Award going to Sue Atchison. At... At... Yeah, I can't say it. Atkinson. Why can't I say it? Um, it was some, someone that works behind the scenes in WWE. Don't know who she is, but supposedly everyone loves her. <laughs> she does a good job. Or did a good job. I don't know if she still works there. But regardless, she's getting the Warrior Award. So presumably presented by Dana Warrior, but all these others are inducted by TBA. It also should be noted that they're doing a red carpet thing with Maria Menounos again, but that Cherry Lawler is not hosting this year. It's going to be... Renee Young and Corey Graves, so a bit of a change up there. Uh, I don't know if that just means Jerry Lawler is not going to be there at all. He's not doing anything. Might be doing the kickoff show uh, or one of the nights. Probably, I mean, I assume WrestleMania if he is doing anything. Speaking of not being there at all, though, is Jim Ross. Now that I bring up Jerry Lawler, he signed with AEW, which is no real surprise. His WWE contract, I guess, finally ran out last week or two weeks ago or something like that. And, um... He signed on with AEW for a three-year deal. He's going to be their play-by-play announcer for their pay-per-view coming up in May. Um, so, all right. Hall of Fame does that. Um, so let's move on to the big, the granddaddy of them all, the big show, the big show of shows, the grandest stage of them all, whatever you want to call it, the big, bigger, badder, bolder, better, I don't know. Um, Snickers presents WrestleMania. Is it Snickers? I think it's Snickers. I'm not 100% sure. Let me me double check that. I think it's Snickers, though. I think they signed, like, a big deal with, like, Snickers. Or M&M. Mars Company, whatever whatever you want to call it. Um, It actually doesn't say here. Oh, yeah, it does. Snickers. Yeah, Snickers. Told you. Um, Alright, so there's a lot of matches. Uh, There's 15 matches announced... And there might be more, but we'll get into why in a second. So, oh wait, no, sorry, just as I say that, they added a 16th match. Okay, so 16 matches announced. Um, yeah, that, that last match was kind of teased at, but I guess official? I guess it's official. I wonder when that got announced. I don't know, it's there now. I don't know, it's Wikipedia, I don't know if that's an official, but let me double check something real quick to see if it actually did get officialized. Usually they announce stuff, they'll post it somewhere. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, Revival accepted uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins' challenge. So yeah, alright, we'll get to that in a minute because that's apparently on the main show. Well, I guess it makes sense, but we'll get to it in a second. Um, all right, so first of all, let's start off. Um, just want to kind of mention a couple of things, and I guess I can cross these guys off the list. There's a handful of people that aren't on the card, um, at least not wrestling necessarily, but aren't listed in the card that are active. Now, there's a 205 Live guys, there's NXT, NXT UK. Fine, I'm not counting those guys. But outside of that, Alexa is not in the match, but she's the host of WrestleMania. Okay. Elias isn't in a match, but he's the um, 
he's the main event no what does he call him the headlining musical act so he'll have some sort of um music thing which i'm guessing some other people are gonna get involved with which could be people that are also on this list uh Goldust isn't listed but he's hurt big show i don't know what i don't know he's basically retired but he's still technically hasn't retired so he could show up in the battle royale or something who knows uh, Lacey Evans isn't listed. Now she's just been walking out and waving at people recently, so she could do that, or she could end up in the women's battle royal, which we'll get to in a minute. Dean Ambrose isn't anywhere, but he's leaving, and so, uh, seemingly was written off TV uh, by Drew McIntyre not once, but then twice. <laughs> uh, the Colognes, but who knows? I haven't seen those in years. Mojo Raleigh's not listed, which is interesting because they've he's randomly been on Raw. Every once in a while, yelling in a mirror at himself, but like, there's no real, doesn't seem to be anything going with that. But given his relationship with Rob Gonkowski, yeah, who knows? And his future, you know, since he won the Battle Royal a couple years ago, thanks to Rob Gonkowski, who knows? There, there could be, could be something there. Sanity is not anywhere to be found, although they've been heavily involved with Miz and Shane McMahon recently, so. They could get involved there. Jason Jordan, he's been injured. The whole thing with Kurt Angle never really panned out. But could he get involved in that match? Potentially. Uh, Alicia Fox, she got suspended for... And got Arn Anderson fired because she wrestled under the influence. And I think she's still suspended as far as I know. Or went to rehab or something. I don't know. Harper, uh, he's apparently ready to go. He could get involved if Bray Wyatt shows up. Or maybe with the Daniel Bryan... Rowan situation against Kofi, I don't know, he might might need some backup, because the New Day, Xavier Woods and Big E aren't scheduled to do anything, but obviously they'll be in Kofi's corner, I'd imagine, so could happen there. R-Truth, nowhere to be found, again, Elias, R-Truth, there could be something there, part of that thing, because he's the musical headliner, R-Truth is also a rapper, so... Could be, could be something there. AOP, but I know one of them's injured. It kind of doesn't work with the other one. If the one of them's injured, I guess. They tried it briefly, and it didn't really go over too well. Sami Zayn, not listed. Um, he was rumored to be coming back soon, and then he kind of wasn't. So, unsure what's happening with him. Um, he could be back on the Battle Royal, but we'll talk about the Battle Royal in a minute, because there is an extra spot available. Um... Unless they updated this recently, you know. Um, also, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is also not on on a match, which is weird because he's been around. He's been doing stuff. Uh, he's been having the KO show, but then Alexa kind of made fun of him because his show wasn't as good as her moment of bliss. So I could see him getting involved in her hosting duties or something like that. Or he could get involved in the main event. Or not the main event, the the US the WWE title match because he was kind of involved in that a bit but then he kind of fell off of that I don't know he, I, he could be in the battle royale I guess but that just I, I don't I don't know if that makes sense um, Kane's not listed I mean I, I know he's the mayor of Knoxville but he's probably a Sunday off right um, yeah that those are, and the Bellas and for some reason Nikki Bella is still listed on the active roster but she retired as of the Total Bellas season finale. So, okay. Now, the other guys that are kind of always, you know, up in the air. Um, 
or two of the guys, well, you know, some guys that always kind of show up and you never really know. The Rock, could he be there? Possibly. Steve Austin, possibly. Shawn Michaels, possibly. McFoley, possibly. Hulk Hogan, maybe. Um, you know, obviously his brother Bruda is going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, but the two biggest names on this list in terms of will they, won't they, who knows what's going on with them, are John Cena and The Undertaker. And I guess we'll talk with talk throughout some of these matches to kind of see where would they quite fit. Um, John Cena seems more likely to be there than The Undertaker, although The Undertaker has already kind of almost but not totally, almost but not officially been confirmed for the almost... Like the official but unofficial next Saudi Arabia show, which they've not announced, but will definitely be happening, um, which is supposed to take place on May second or something like that, May first, May second, whatever that Friday is, um, or May third. I guess it'd be May third. That's Friday. Um, so more than that, in a little bit. But as far as them showing up and having a match, unless they're fighting each other like they did last year, I don't know who they would fight specifically. But would they get involved in something and maybe have an impromptu match with somebody? Yeah, it's possible, but let's move on. Okay, so let's go with the matches that aren't actually going to happen and see where The Undertaker or John Cena might fit into any of those, if at all. Don't think they're going to be the Under the Giant Battle Royale, because they're going to have in the pre-show. And we'll kick it off with that. No, we'll kick it off with the Cruiserweight, because that's the one that's going to kick it off. Let's be honest, we know, we know. Um, it kicks off, well, not every year, but seemingly every year. Um, did it kick off last year? No, it didn't. The, the Battle Royal did. So, I don't know. It could be... Oh, shoot. can't believe I just did that. Alright, sorry. Closed my total... <laughs> closed everything on my computer off. My mistake. It's back. Alright, so, I guess... Let's just do the Cruiserweight. So we got Tony Nese who won a tournament to take on Buddy Murphy to challenge him for his title. I think that I think it's time. I think it's time to move on from Buddy Murphy and give it to someone else. Not that anything wrong with Tony and Buddy Murphy, but uh, I think Tony Nese good way to kick off things, title change, get things rolling. Tony Nese wins the cruiserweight title. Next up, let's do the man. Let's do the women's battle royal first. Um, so so far, now last year there was twenty participants. You know that doesn't necessarily mean there will be twenty participants, but right now there's only thirteen listed. There's Dana Brooke, Mickey James, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Oscar Camarella, Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville, Selena Vega, and Nikki Cross. Yes, it's a little crazy to think um it's a little crazy to think that um Asuka's in this match given that she was the Smackdown Women's Champion only a couple weeks ago and it's weird you know so let's I guess we'll talk about that real quick so they had announced there was gonna be a fatal four-way between uh, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Naomi and Carmella the winner was gonna face Asuka at Wrestlemania and then SmackDown starts, and I'm like, actually, you know what? Nah, we're not going to have that match. Actually, they didn't even say that. They're just like, yeah, Charlotte Flair's here. She's taking on Asuka for the 
SmackDown Women's Championship. I was like, what? And then she won. It's like, okay. I mean, seemingly they just didn't really think that Asuka versus any of those was really WrestleMania-worthy match. I guess. I mean, given that they just added the Revival versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. You could have done Carmella as much as that makes sense, you know? I mean, I know she's from Worcester, but she's the Queen of Staten Island, right? Um, But regardless, I guess they just felt, no. Then they wanted to add something else to that match. But that's the main event. We're still in the pre-show. Honestly, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Naomi won it last year. I guess Asuka? Maybe someone that's on in this? I mean, is Lacey Evans going to be enjoying this? I'm assuming they're going to have to fill this up with NXT people. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to... I don't know, Asuka? I don't really know. Then we got the Men's Battle Royal. Yes, this one got a little weird because it's got a couple of weird participants. But there's only 29 people announced so far. We got Braun Strowman, Michael Che, Colin Jost of Saturday Night Live fame, uh, Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil. Tyler Breeze, Jinder Mahal, Noe Jose, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, Kalisto, Grandma Talik, Lindsay Dorado, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, Heath Slater, Rhino, Victor Connor, Andrade, Ali, Sheldon Benjamin, Luke Gallows, Kyle Anderson, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Otis, Tucker, and EC3. Now the weird thing about this was the Hardys were involved because I thought I could have sworn they were going to end up being in the SmackDown tag title match and just aren't. It's weird. Um... But so then who wins? I mean, the the obvious pick here is Braun Strowman, but I feel like with the Michael Che, Colin Joe stuff, uh, that's somehow something's going to happen. He's going to get eliminated. But then who's that 30th guy? Will there be other surprises entered in? If it's not Braun Strowman, who would it be? I'm going to say, just a guess, I'm going to go with Jeff Hardy. Matt Hardy won it last year. Jeff Hardy's winning it this year. And I just think something's gonna weird's gonna happen with Brian Braun Strowman. He's gonna somehow get eliminated because of Colin Jost or Michael J or something. All right, now let's move on to the main card. And again, this takes place. So the pre-show starts at five on the WWE Network, MetLife Stadium, Sunday, August, um, August, Sunday, April seventh, uh, MetLife Stadium, seven five o'clock pre-show, seven o'clock the show starts. It's on pay-per-view, sixty-five dollars, I believe. But you can get on the network for $9.99 a month. If you're a new subscriber, it is free. Um, so, yeah. So, there you go. Uh, let's move on to the main card. Now, this order is terrible, so I'm bearing with me as I actually go in somewhat of an order I think might actually make sense. Or at least an importance. It might not be an order that they're, they're, they're on, but kind of importance. So, let's start off with the tag, all the tag matches. Let's start off with all the tag matches. So, at the Revival... Def- Dash Dawson, Dash Wilder, and Scott Dawson defending against Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Now, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are the hometown heroes. Of course, Kurt Hawkins has a losing streak for like five years. Do they do it? Would that be a feel-good story? Get them the titles at WrestleMania? Nope, I think it's just a way to get them in the card. I think the Revival is winning this match and keeping the titles. Um, Alright, next up we have the... SmackDown Tag Team Champions, we got the Usos, Jay and Jimmy, defending against Ricochet and Aleister Black, the Bars is our own Sheamus, and Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Now, Jimmy and Jay just signed new contracts. That doesn't necessarily mean they will win. doesn't mean they won't win. Um, 
Alistair Black and Ricochet obviously having just lost Raw on Monday, not winning tag titles. If my predictions my predictions are correct, I'll have just lost NXT. Does that mean they lose here? I kind of think it does because I kind of don't think they're going to be a tank team for much longer. I think the Usos just keep the titles. All right. And then we got the Boston Hug Connection defending the Fatal 4-Way for the Women's Tag Team Championship, defending against Beth Phoenix and Talia, the Divas of Doom, I think was their name at one point. The Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, and Nia Jax and Tamina. Uh, I don't feel like I don't see these changing hands either. <laughs> I feel like Bailey and Sasha are going to keep them, which I mean, some, one of these got to be wrong. But it's probably Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, isn't it? Nah, it's probably Usos. Whatever. I'm fine with it. Alright, next up we have... Where to go, where to go, where to go. Okay, uh, let's do... Alright, Samoa Joe defending the United States Championship against Rey Mysterio. Now, Rey Mysterio had a bit of an injury on Monday. Whether or not that means he won't be in the match or not, I don't know. He may be, he may not be. Uh, it's kind of up in the air. Seemed like a legitimate injury. Um, I think he'll still make a go at it. Um, but I still think Samojo wins. So there we go. I got Samojo. Retaining, so another re- retention. So that's why I think the Cruiserweight is definitely changing hand if all these are retaining. All right, next up we have... Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Why not? I don't know. All right, so here's two two thoughts on this. So Roman Reigns came back, and I, you know what? I didn't even go over the fast lane results, but you know what? It's fine. Um, let's go over real quick because this kind of pertains to that. I mean, he did. So fast lane, New Day won, Usos won, Oscar won, Kofi lost in his impromptu match, Alistair Black Ricochet. No, I'm sorry, the Revival won. Smojo won uh, in a, another impromptu fatal four-way match that wasn't supposed to happen. Sasha and Bailey won. Daniel Bryan won in a triple threat with Ali involved. Becky Lynch won by disqualification. And the Shield, specifically, that's what I was talking about. The Shield won over Corbin McIntyre and Lashley. Now then, McIntyre has been wreaking havoc with the rest of the Shield, specifically Dean Ambrose, leading to his fight against Rance. Now, the thing that I, the thing I don't know here though is what happens going forward. Theoretically, one of these guys would then go to challenge Seth Rollins. It would make more sense to be Drew McIntyre than Roman Reigns, but wouldn't that mean he'd have to win here? But Roman Reigns coming back from leukemia and you know, kind of a big WrestleMania moment here for him to come back from leukemia and fight at WrestleMania. And it's Roman Reigns, so I don't know. He lost the last year's WrestleMania. I think he wins, and I think they somehow get McIntyre the number one to be the number one contender by some weird number one contender match that they have later down the line. But I can't see Roman Reigns losing. Alright, next up we have AJ Styles taking on Randy Orton. 
These are not one of the situations where it's unclear what's happening. Now, it's kind of a newer feud, so I wouldn't see it being over, no matter who wins this. Same way with Kofi and Daniel Bryan. But there's rumors that Daniel Bryan may take some time off after WrestleMania if Kofi does, in fact, win. Because, uh, you know, they could always do that next month if he loses. But we'll get to that. Um, so I feel like whoever wins this match would then be the number one contender. It'd make more sense to be Randy Orton. Uh, but that would that you know it's the same situation, um, but I do think Randy's going to win this, even though AJ Styles just signed a new contract. But I think they're going to do some sort of crazy thing that's going to lead to an RKO. Orton's going to win. They'll have some sort of well, I guess the next paper. Well, they'll do something in Saudi Arabia, whatever. All right, next up we have. Oh, I guess I skipped that one. Bobby Lashley. Defending the Intercontinental Championship against Finn Balor. Now, the interesting thing about this was they had announced the match just so Finn Balor earned his way into the match. And then they released the poster. And the poster, while having both Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor on the poster, Finn Balor was in his demon getup. So then on Raw, they're like, eh, he's going to be the demon. So it's going to be Demon Finn Balor, so obviously Demon Finn Balor is going to win, because he has never lost. Um, next up, um, we got Shane McMahon versus The Miz in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Now, given the involvement of the Sanity with The Miz and Shane McMahon the last couple weeks, I feel like since they're not anywhere else in the card, they're going to get involved here. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to help Shane. Doesn't mean they won't try to help Shane, but doesn't mean they won't necessarily help Shane. I do think The Miz is going to win here. Um, you know, he got mad because they lost the tag title, or they lost the tag title match or whatever. Then he beat up his dad, and then he beat him up, or didn't beat up his dad, but, you know, shoved his dad, grabbed his face, beat him up, whatever. Turned The Miz's face, which is always kind of weird, but, you know, Shane, Miz... It's been a decent decent battle so far, so um but I do think Miz comes out on top. Shane doesn't win at WrestleMania as ever. So I don't know. Can't remember the last time he did, maybe. Did he beat beat he beat uh he beat X Pac? Like nineteen ninety nine maybe? <laughs> Was that the last time? No, I guess he beat McChain. Yeah, I guess uh that's right, he beat uh, Vince. No, I guess he won last year, right? Yeah, 'cause wasn't it? Yeah, it was Daniel Bryan and The Miz. Yeah, they we won last year. He's fine. He's fine. Um, yeah, wasn't it? It was Daniel Bryan. Was that last year? It was, wasn't it? Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and same thing. Whatever. Fine. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we have. Um, I feel like I'm missing a match. something. I feel like I skipped something. Oh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay, so next up we have um, Kurt Angle's farewell match. And this has kind of been a real, real interesting kind of situation here because people are, like, flipping out. So Kurt Angle comes out, announces, you know, he's going to retire at WrestleMania. He's going to have this farewell tour. He's been fighting guys on Raw and SmackDown, you know, doing the whole thing. And, uh, and, and, um, and, um, 
And then he comes out and announces his farewell opponent at WrestleMania is going to be Baron Corbin. And everyone's like, no, for the love of God, no. I try to like explain it story-wise, but yeah, he he's the one who cost me my job for the general manager. And I was like, that was like seven months ago, and then nothing really happened with it. Now, now all of a sudden, it's a big deal, even though then Triple H and Stephanie and all the McMahons came out and said, we're not going to have general managers anymore, so it wouldn't have mattered anyways. It seems weird, whatever. People are upset about it, but it seems like it's weirder that they're like noticing and like confirming like people are mad about it as opposed to just be like kind of ignoring it and be like, well, you know, whatever. People don't like him. <laughs> it's like, oh, people don't want him in this match. So everyone's like, oh, it should have been John Cena. So that's the, the, this is the slot that John Cena seems to fall in. Will something happen to Corbin and Cena take his place? Will Cena come out and challenge Angle after he beats Corbin? you know or something along those lines i don't know um on the one hand it doesn't really make sense for angle to win but at the same hand it's like well if they're making it a storyline i don't you can't how can he not win like you know it's like you're pushing the storyline that no one cared about anymore and 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 if you're gonna play that way for that to for that to being the reason of the match it doesn't make sense for him to lose yeah, so I think Kurt Angle's winning in this match, which is not always the way you go out. Usually, you know, you give it to somebody. But I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, the only other thing I'd see happening is the flip side of that, where if Corbin wins and Cena comes out and beats up Corbin, that I suppose. But I don't know. I mean, Cena could also come out and interrupt, inter, interrupt Elias. That could always happen. Uh, I mean, Undertaker could do that too. But I feel like that. They kind of already did that last year, but maybe it's a recall back to last year. I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah, next up we have a no-holds-barred match. Triple H, his career is on the line. His in-ring career, I should say, is on the line. Triple H versus Batista. That's right, Batista's back and causing havoc. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's... Triple H, Batista, there's not much more to it than that. It's like Triple H is like, you know, Batista's like, you never beat me, and I want to fight you, but you don't want to fight me. I want to fight you at WrestleMania, but you don't want to fight me. Okay, I'll fight you. Okay, but yeah, this should be your last match. Okay. If I lose, it will be. All right. Um, but I think Triple H is going to win then. Get his win back. Like I said, he hadn't beat him, so he's going to beat him. That's what Triple H does. Um, I know he hasn't won at WrestleMania in a bit, but he hasn't lost to people that he shouldn't probably, I don't know, whatever, it's fine. Um, all right, so that moves on to the main, main events. Uh, we have Kofi Kingston challenging Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. You know, I mean, this, the whole storyline here is basically like Kofi did a great, amazing job taking over for Ali and taking his spot in Fastlane, but then who was going to challenge Oh, it's Kevin Owens. Okay. Or at the Elimination Chamber, whatever. And then fast, like, oh, it's Kevin Owens. And all Ali's here. And now, um, now you have to win this match. No, you have to win this match. You're a B-plus player. You don't deserve it. Kind of along the same lines as what happened with Daniel Bryan back at 30. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a callback. And it's interesting and kind of, you know, makes sense to have Daniel Bryan on the other side of this. Um, so, yeah, 
I, I think, uh, but I do think Kofi Kingston is going to come out on top and win the title. A lot of people are, a lot of people are kind of like, oh, but he has to win the stupid title. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's kind of stupid. I'd love to see him bring back the wing deal, though. That'd be amazing if he did that. Um, but yeah, I do think Kofi's going to win this. Which almost thinks makes makes me think, well, I guess it really doesn't matter. I don't know when on the show this is going to be. Um, but uh, certainly, uh, I do think he's going to win. So, but then next up, <laughs> here's the one, here's the one that I think is going to upset some people. Uh, Daniel, uh, sorry, pff, uh, pff, get my train of thought here. Brock Lesnar defending the Universal Championship against Seth Rollins. I should mention Paul Heyman will be with Lesnar. Um, I also should have mentioned that I'll, uh, that, uh, um, wow, what, what, what the hell just happened? Sorry. Red Sox game got, something weird happened. Um, uh, I should mention Leo Rush because I didn't mention him when the guys that aren't in matches either. He'll, he'll be in Bobby Lashley's corner, I imagine. Um, yeah, so, um, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins Universal Championship. I think Brock could win this, and I think Brock's going to win this, because I don't, I just don't feel like, you can't, and we'll get to it, the, my prediction for the last match, but I, that one could be the one I'm wrong about, but you're ending the show, you're going to have to end it on a good note, sort of a sour note last year with Brock beating Roman, but I don't know if that could have, either way, would have been on a high note. I mean, this year I think you could end it on the higher note, but you can't have all high notes. They're all high notes. Like, what you know, it doesn't work. And... As much as people think, oh, Brock's going to leave. No, Brock's not leaving. Brock's going to be in Saudi Arabia. Does that mean he drops the title in Saudi Arabia? I mean, we thought that last year and it didn't happen, so I don't know. But regardless, here's where things get a little tricky. Rumors have it the Prince of Saudi Arabia wants Lesnar versus Undertaker. So does Undertaker get involved in this match? He did the last time these guys fought. In one-on-one, back in Battleground 2016 or whatever year it was. Um, 2015? Whatever year that was. Um, I could see it happening again. And costing, and maybe doing a triple threat in Saudi Arabia or something. But definitely, I could see Undertaker getting involved in this. Costing Lesnar, or costing Rawlings, one of the two, getting involved. Setting up a match between Lesnar and and uh, and Undertaker, but you know, at the same time, that could mean he could help Rollins win. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like Lesnar's gonna win this because everyone expects him to lose, and it won't be it won't be going to last. That's the other thing. And then finally, the main event of the evening. Uh, Women's take all triple threat match for both the WWE Raw Women's Champion and WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. We have Ronda Rousey defending the Raw title versus Charlotte Fair defending SmackDown title versus Becky Lynch. So yes, once after Charlotte won the SmackDown, it was kind of unclear what they were going to do. And then Stephanie Man's like, yep, both titles are on the line. Let's do it. Um, lots of chaos ensued. 
I mean, this thing's been brewing since back in November. It's Survivor Series when Becky Lynch was supposed to take Ronda Rousey. Then she got punched in the face by Nia Jax, which noticeably is nowhere to be seen on this. Um, and uh, then Charlotte took her spot, beat the hell out of Ronda. And it's just been ever since Becky won the Royal Rumble, even though she wasn't supposed to be in it. To losing to Asuka, which again, again, nowhere to be found in this. Um and then Charlotte just gets added for no reason because Vince McMahon wanted it. And, you know, it's ever since it's been crazy. Um, but it's Becky Lynch. It's the man. It's got to be Becky Lynch. That's what this whole storyline's been building up to. And that's the that's the go-home happy moment. And that's why, you know, that's how you get people, you know, all in all in and and ready to go and doing the thing and you know and, and pumped and excited for WrestleMania and have the women's match you know headline and send them home happy and you know Ronda she's done a great job whether she sticks around or not I don't know but like she's not the story here it's Becky more so than anything else and I think that makes sense and that's what I, that's what I'm going with and that's who I think is going to win and um, yeah WrestleMania it's going to be a long one it's going to be a long one. Pre-show starts at 5, it's, it's, I mean, I think the network says, you know, the pre-show starts at 5 and the show itself starts at 7, but network has it going to like 12.30, and it might, it might very well. 16 matches, that's a lot of matches, and, you know, again, doesn't include Elias, doesn't include anything to do with Alexa Bliss, doesn't include possible Undertaker, John Cena's involvements, doesn't include, like, announcing, you know, oh, and, um, sorry, and I saw a couple things I forgot to mention, Joan Jett will be singing, um, Ronda Rousey at the ring, um, singing her, her theme, um, Bad Reputation, Yolanda Adams, I'm not quite sure who she is, gospel singer or something along those lines, we'll be doing America the Beautiful, so you got those things, you have to announce the Hall of Famers and all that stuff, you know, all the, all the video packages, all the, this weekend's been great type of things, probably some like Special Olympics kids or Make-A-Wish things or whatever, they drag it out. It's going to take a long time. All the entrances just alone are going to take forever. It's going to be a long, long show. So sit back and relax because it's going to be a long day of watching wrestling. I'm enjoyed. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to go. Um, you know, the whole weekend's it's going to be a lot of wrestling and, and basketball. Don't forget the Final Four. But anyways, uh, that's going to do it. I know this episode's the longest one I've ever done probably, and it kind of makes sense because... Uh, had a lot of information. I probably should have split these up into two different episodes, but it is what it is. Everything's happening at the same time. So I just want to thank you for listening. Um, as always, go to razorvader.blogspot.com. Check out the blog. Uh, of course, subscribe on um, Apple Podcast or Stitcher. Uh, one Man Ready to Get Podcast. Give me five stars. Write a nice review. Uh, let me know who you think is going to win. Check me out on Twitter at RazorVader. Uh, you know, uh, let me know what you think of my predictions, who you think is going to win, all that sort of thing. I was going to try and get my nephew's predictions on this, but this, we're running way long as it is, and I don't know where he is, so it's not going to happen. But he'll do his predictions at some time. He didn't do very well at Fastlane. I'll, I'll just say that. He got he got two right. He got Asuka and Becky Lynch right. That's it. Um, he's got to get better at his predictions before I can allow him on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> anyways, just want to say thank you again for listening, and... I don't know when the next one I'll do. I'm definitely before whatever the Saudi show is, but maybe even before that? I don't know. We'll see. That seems like a long ways away. But I don't know. Uh, Maybe another Drunken Podcast soon, too. Uh, We got number 10 on deck. Um, Hopefully at some point we can do that. So go check that out at at 
blogspot.com as well and on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and all that. So, But I want to thank you for listening. Enjoy WrestleMania. Enjoy NXT. Enjoy Hall of Fame. Enjoy Final Four. Enjoy Frozen Four. Enjoy UFC. Enjoy the Hall of Fame, the New Japan, Ring of Honor, all that stuff. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. Ah. <sighs>